Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Welcome to episode number 52 of the Delve Into Money podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Today is actually the last episode of the Delve Into Money podcast because we're rebranding to the Frameworks and Finance podcast. A few things will change, but I will save a lot of that for next week. So I don't want to waste your time here today. Today, I want to talk about my top five favorite money books or personal finance books of all time. I want to talk about why they're my favorite and dig in just a little bit to each of those books. So we're going to go from five to one, five being the least favorite of the five, though it's one of my top five. So it's, it's one of the favorites, of course. And then we're going to go down to one. So number five in my top five personal finance books is the book, The Simple Path to Wealth. This is written by Jell Collins, and it is one of those books that's a classic in the investing world. This book was written in 2016. And it was a book that didn't come out out of a traditional publisher. Uh, He just published this book himself. He mentions that he's talking to his daughter, essentially. That was his reason for writing this book. He wanted to be able to talk to her about what he believed about investing. And it kind of took off on its own. It kind of became a cult classic. This is a book that espouses just the simplistic investing method of index funds. And it's one of those books that you, as I, as I, I put off reading it for a long time because I wasn't really sure why I would need to read a whole book that just tells me about investing in index funds. But as I read this book, there's just so much valuable information and it really sells you on this idea of investing in index funds. In the book, they talk about why we should avoid debt, talks about the importance of what he calls FU money, meaning money that you've got so that you can tell your job off and be able to leave and not feel that stress of having to have that job. Um, Talk about how to think about money where traditional advice goes wrong, deep dives kind of into the stock market and just why most people lose money or don't do well. And then talks about the different investing strategies that you can do within index funds, the different types of accounts and the 4% rule. This, this is a book that I think is essential reading for anyone who is worried about retirement, which should be everyone, but quite frankly, it's not. So 
I would encourage you to read this book to get some of the whys behind why you should index fund invest. It's one of the things that will completely change your outlook. It will, without question, never make you think about investing another way again. For me, I never really actively invested, but I wasn't really paying attention to the cost of the funds I was putting my money in. And this really helped me see the impact of that. This really helped me kind of readjust my strategy a little bit. And this is one that I I really marinated on a little bit and really enjoyed reading. Uh, it again is pretty dense, you know, 288 pages. So it's not super long, but it is just a lot of information packed in there and not a wasted word. And so this is kind of a cult classic, has 4.7 out of 5 stars on Amazon. So I would encourage you to read that book. Number four on my list was originally published in since 2013. That doesn't seem right, but that maybe was the case. I felt like this book was a little bit older, but is The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Everyone knows who Dave Ramsey is, so I'm not going to do a lot of talking here about who Dave Ramsey is. Dave Ramsey is known for his hot takes, and he definitely uh, will be a shock jock on the radio. But when it comes to the total money makeover, he gives you just the basics behind what he believes and why he believes it. And while I don't do every single one of the things that he says to do, the reality is, is his advice is best for probably 90% of people. Actually, let me take that back. I do do everything that he says to do. There are just a few things that he says to do that I don't completely agree with. And in the long term, I will probably do a few of those a little bit different. We don't need to get into that now, but I would encourage you if you're struggling with money, if you're in debt, Dave Ramsey's approach is a great approach to help you get out of debt, to help you redirect your life and really dig into how to manage money, just the basics. I love his snowball method. Uh, Some people like the avalanche method. They say it's better. But the reality is, is I think the snowball method helps you keep diving into paying that debt off quicker and quicker. Sure, it may not be the most efficient dollar-wise, but it has worked over and over again. And I think It's a good method for the majority of people. In this, David Ramsey will talk about his baby steps, talk about some money myths. And and I would encourage you, if you are struggling, if you are in debt, if you don't feel like you have the basics, his class is one of the best classes you could ever take. So I would encourage you to go take Financial Peace University and that accountability with the teacher, with the people in the class will help you make more progress than you could ever make on your own. So I would encourage you to really do that, really commit to that because you will not regret that. 
commitment. Number three on my top five favorite personal finance books is The Millionaire Next Door. And this book was written by Thomas Stanley and William Danko. It was published quite a few years ago. And this is the story of the research that they did. Uh, It was first published in 1998 and has since been republished. Uh, Now Thomas Stanley has passed away. And this book is just a classic that will help you understand how real millionaires, the millionaire next door, how they have accumulated their wealth and that it's not what you think. It's not the cars. It's not the house. It's not all this crazy stuff. It's people with small businesses that are really digging in, that are really just living a regular old life that have accumulated wealth because they chose to live in a, not necessarily frugal, but a modest lifestyle and owned a business or found a way to make money and just continue to pile that money up. He talks about seven common traits that you see in The Millionaire Next Door, and so I won't spoil that for you, but I will. Uh, I talked about this ep- this book in one of my first episodes, so I will link to that episode so you can go back and listen to it. I break down those seven common traits. There are just crazy amount of feedback and reviews on this. If you look, Forbes, The Washington Post, USA Today, Boston Globe, Business Week, uh, US News and World Report, all of these people talk about how amazing this book is. And if you want to become wealthy, this is how the average person can become wealthy. And I will give you a hint it's not going to happen quickly, it's not going to happen overnight. Get rich quick is a myth. So I'd encourage you to pick this book up, really dive in, really understand the way that wealth is truly accumulated. And this is one that I have read multiple times because I think it's a good reminder to come back to. It's a good reminder to look at those people to figure out what works for them, compare it to your life and figure that out. He talks about the under accumulators of wealth and the prodigious accumulators of wealth. And uh, you want to be a prodigious because they uh, accumulate quite a bit of net worth with a lower income, whereas the under accumulators uh, have a low net worth relative to income. And he talks about just how to interact and how you can look at the stats and you can see that uh, certain people, meaning with your parents to the child, that you can really hurt the development of your child financially. And so those are lessons that I'm going to continue to push to remind myself of, because as we have children that are growing up, I want to make sure that I'm instilling the right things in them and that I'm not uh, making them into someone who has an attitude of privilege who isn't grateful for what they've got and who expects to get things from me. 
and I want someone who knows how to make money on their own, knows how to really create wealth on their own. And so I think some of these are really important lessons, especially for the young crowd growing up. Number two on my list, I like because it's honestly just very brash and it's going to give you opinions that you potentially aren't used to hearing. It's one of it's one of my favorite books of all time just because of the way this person introduces new concepts and that is the book I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi. And I held back on reading this book for quite a while. And partially that was because of the title. Uh, I was worried that this was going to be a a get rich quick book, but in reality this is just a catchy title and Ramit teaches some really solid concepts. He approaches things from a different uh, way and this book is formed into kind of a six-week program that you can really dig in and work this program so that you can develop a rich mindset. One of the things I love that that Ramit talks about is he talks about the rich life and he talks too often in personal finance we can get into the nitty-gritty of just trying to save every dollar and just completely skimp on everything and and Ramit talks about what is your rich life and he talks about investing money in the area that's going to provide you values and I really appreciate this approach because it forces you to ask questions that I've not seen asked in any other personal finance book. And so I think it pairs well with all of these other selections because these these other selections are going to tend towards telling you to cut 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 and this will go the other way is it'll it'll help you approach it from a little bit of a different direction. Some of the things in the book he'll talk about how to get rid of debt fast They'll talk about how to set up a bank account, how to automate your finances so that you don't have to think about it. Because the reality is the more you have to think about it, the more likely you're going to make mistakes, the more likely you're going to make bad decisions. But if you can automate those good decisions, it's going to help you in the long run because you won't make mistakes and you won't have to think about it. And it, it takes it out of sight, out of mind, which in this case can be good. He talks about how to get a raise, talk your way out of a late fee, um, and how to save money by cutting on things that you don't value, and then how to invest where you can just set it and forget it. He also talks about kind of the big expenses of buying a car, house, wedding, kids, other expenses, and how to negotiate a raise at work. And he really has some good resources and scripts that can help you with negotiation, help you with late fees, help you have those tough financial conversations that you may not be used to. And he currently has a podcast where he goes and he talks to individual couples that are struggling with money, and it can be a really entertaining listen. I I'm not currently listening to it, but I did for quite a while and really enjoyed some of those takes. Honestly, after a while, it became kind of the same thing over and over again. So I I didn't continue to listen as fervently as I had at the very first. And then last, number one, my favorite 
personal finance book, money book of all time. And actually, it's a relatively recent book. And if you know me well, you've probably heard me recommend this book. I happened to see it before it had even come out. And so I pre-ordered this book. I read it almost immediately upon it coming out. And it is the book, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. It was published in 2020. And I just enjoyed this. I've already reread it. I think I've reread it three times. I might, or three times total, reread it twice. And I will be continuing to reread this book because I feel like there's that much value in there. And when I came to this book, I honestly did not think I could get anything else out of a finance book. I thought I already knew all I needed to know about personal finance. I didn't need to read this book, but I thought, hey, let's give it a try. I was considering starting a website or podcast at that point. And so I looked at it as research. And it was literally from the first couple of pages, I knew that this book was going to change the way I approached money. Morgan created this book based off of a a blog post that he did um, and some writing that he'd previously done. And so he adapted this to a book and really expanded on it. And so it's just a beautiful um, adaptation, a beautiful approach to talking about money and will get you to rethink and reframe some things. He got me to rethink and reframe how I approach my savings. He got me to uh, just reframe the way I thought about risk. There's just topic after topic I could go down and how Morgan affected my thinking at a really interesting time in the world in 2020 here in the middle of COVID and just really enjoyed this book. One of the key tenets that he talks about, and you can tell this from the name of the book, The Psychology of Money, is that he talks a lot about how behavior changes our money decisions. And it's one of those things that can get lost that we think, well, we just need to look at the spreadsheet. We think we just need to make these right decisions. We know what decisions to make in most cases. And the question then becomes, why aren't we making those right decisions? And that is often because we struggle to make the right decisions because we're hanging on to baggage around our money, around our personal finances. And so he looks at some real world stories. It's a really digestible book, but it's also a hard hitting book. And, and I promise that if you read this book, you will love it. James Clear said, this book is bursting with ideas. Everyone should own a copy. Annie Duke says, that rare writer who can translate complex concepts into gripping, easy to digest narrative. There are so many great reviews and so much great feedback on this. And honestly, one of the best books I've read, period. Doesn't matter what genre it's in, uh, what it is. This is one of the best books that I've read. Morgan is such a great thinker and I just enjoy reading all of his stuff. I'm just a little bit upset that I hadn't heard of him before this book because as I've really dug into his stuff, he's been around for quite a while and he's been publishing some really unique and good concepts for quite a while. So 
Just to recap real quick, number five, The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. Number four, The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Number three, The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. Number two, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. And number one, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. For those that are familiar with the arena, uh, with the books in the personal finance realm, you may be thinking, man, there's a few that you missed. There's a few that you didn't talk about. Well, that's right. And there's a few of those that I'm not a huge fan of. There's a book called um, Your Money, Your Life. I really enjoyed that book, but I found it later than these. So probably just didn't have as big of an impact as it could have. But There's a book that a lot of people love called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I've read that book. I've actually read it multiple times. And I was not a huge fan of that book. I will talk more about that in the future, but I'm not going to talk about it now. Another one that a lot of people like is The Intelligent Investor. And I don't have a problem with that book. It's super, super popular. But because of the age of the book, I felt like these others were more appropriate. Another book that a lot of people like is The Richest Man in Babylon, and I enjoyed that book. I just didn't enjoy him as well as I enjoyed these. So I'll talk about other books in the future. Uh, I would love to hear what your favorite personal finance books are. Just reach out to me via email. Just go to the website, uh, go to the contact form. I'd love to hear from you. But I hope that you'll Order these books if you haven't read them, because I think any one of these books can change your life completely. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Next week, like I mentioned, we're going to have an amazing time talking about the, the new format and what is to come with this show. So until next week, remember healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today. We'll see you next week.